Deep Down, Chapter 45, Power. I was able to open the door before the car began to run, and I threw myself over the seat. I mean, over the folder with the lids inside. And that was the Ramon's biggest mistake. Didn't take me into account and let the deeds within my reach. The truth is that I wasn't thinking about doing anything with them. Since I had left my job, I had certain level of allergy to papers, contracts, deeds, and whichever thing that pointed out and clear a will of commitment. But he bugged me. It was a miracle I didn't sprain my ankle getting into the car. And he had to pay for it. Who did he think he was? I fastened the seatbelt in a hurry and afterwards I pulled it slowly to let me stand up enough to take the folder. And once I had it over my nap, I heard the power calling for me, blinding me. Was too concentrated on putting his foot down to realize what I was doing. I opened the folder carefully. I didn't want to make any sudden movement that revealed my betrayal. Not going as far as open the folder completely, I checked the names and addresses. I only took three. I wasn't sure which ones had Ramon chosen the other time. But I knew there weren't none of those three. I wanted to save time. If I took one of the deeds he was interested in, he would discover me earlier. And at the end, with three well placed, I could do a great business. I took them out smoothly. And then, I faced the first problem. I knew the papers thing was a war. If it was a CD or a flash memory, I could hide it easily. But the deeds were a bit more difficult. In the first moment, I hid them under the folder, waiting for a brilliant idea that took long to come. When the car stopped, we were in front of Andres' house. I was surprised because I thought the deeds thing was a private and independent business of the suitcases one. Ramon stopped, turned the car off, put the handbrake and the gear and the whole thing, got out of the car and went away, ignoring me again. I didn't get angry this time. I even pretended not to see him to save time and hide my little treasure during his absence. Suddenly he came back and he almost caught me red-handed. I'm coming, don't worry, he said urgently. I shook my head, making an innocent face that if he wasn't in such a hurry, he would see it was false. But his unexpected visit made me more careful. I waited for him to go into the building and keeping an eye on the entrance, I looked for a place to hide my deeds. 
They were already mine. Mine and totally mine. I went into the glove compartment, into the door's pockets, everywhere, and there wasn't anything I could use. So I took the jacket on the back seat. It was Ramon's. It smelled of a mixture of tobacco, alcohol, and expensive cologne. I put it on, even it was hot. I unpicked the leaning at the armpit level, just a bit. They needed to get the roll digits into it. Once in, I unrolled them. The truth is that the jacket looked some kind of rigid, but it didn't show too much. Unless somebody hacked me, of course. I closed the folder again and rehearsed the most natural posture, the most logical excuse to take the jacket and, above all, to be wearing it. He went in as energetic as he had left, sat down and started the car without a word. He looked at me and made an odd gesture, but he didn't say a word. Where are we going? I asked. To the open ground. He said, keeping the sight on the road. Oh, how well it sounded at dusk. The open ground. Well, it could sound quite sexual or pretty terrifying. At that moment, sure, under the expensive Cologne influence, I saw it on the sexual side. Yeah, sure, of course. And I was so into it, to tell the truth. Are you cold? He asked. Uh, no, I'm not. I said, still immersed. Cold? How could I? It was hot in the summertime. The sun was on our faces. The car didn't have air conditioning, the windows were closed, and don't forget, I was wearing a suit jacket, plus the typical heat of the impure thoughts. And the jacket? He insisted. What jacket? I said in a world of my own. The one you are wearing? He said with a sweet voice. Why did you put the jacket on, if you are not cold? There, the surprised one was I. I expected he was angry because I had encroached his jacket without permission. But his voice didn't seem to go that way. Um, no, you see, I, I felt cold before. I may catch a cold, you know, of being standing. I said with clumsiness, trying to reveal some holes that let the water run flooding in. I, I can take it off if it bothers you. No, not at all. It's that... And he didn't say more. He didn't say more until we arrived at the open ground. He looked at the watch and took the folder with the deeds. He didn't even look at me. He opened the folder and as had done before, he spread them to choose those he was interested in. This time, instead of the bed, he used me to do it. The truth is that sometimes 
You really got to make me feel invisible. Sure. He was moving fast, looking at his watch every second. When he found all the deeds he wanted, he put the rest back into the folder. He closed it and looking at the watch again, he breathed with relief. So you actually are giving them to her? I said. Of course. What do you think? He asked. You were going to take them all, I answered. What's up? Don't you ever hear that people that are too greedy can end up with nothing? He said, smiling. It's not worthwhile to betray her. Betray her completely, you mean? I corrected him, referring to the deeds he had taken away from the load. These are part of the deal, he said. Of course. That's why you take them before she gives them to you. To save her the effort, I said with malice. Of course, he answered, smiling also with malice. It didn't take long to the official car to arrive, and Ramon got out with the folder and gave it to the councillor. I felt a big relief because he left the door opened and the draft ran through the car. When I took out the jacket, it wouldn't smell of tobacco, alcohol and expensive cologne. It should smell of Sianna's dehydration. He said goodbye with a handshake. The woman took the folder with insecurity, with a kind of distrust, I think. Will they be the authentic ones? She seemed to think. Let's go to your place. Ramon said firmly, getting into the car. Why? I asked. Why nothing? We'll have to go somewhere. Or do you want to wander around the whole day? He said, this time stroppy. He didn't talk in the way, but he drove calmly. Why those deeds in particular? I asked. He was driving. I thought the deeds thing was one private business of yours. Didn't you say you need so badly someone to trust? I kept on talking. He was driving. Is Sandra at Andre's place? He was driving. And I stopped talking because I was about to confess I had stolen the three deeds as long as he said a single word. I was getting nervous. He didn't even breathe, losing his temper as always I drove him mad. Suddenly, he stopped. He double parked and looked at me. Take out the jacket, he ordered. Excuse me? I said with a squeaky voice, trying not to give myself away more than my voice had done. It's impossible. You don't feel hot. You are sweating. I'm sweating. Take the jacket out, he said again firmly. <laughs> but, but, I said without finding any excuse, because I was really sweating like the before of a deodorant commercial. He was staring at me seriously. I didn't know what to do. I didn't mind much he found out either. He plenty knew that as few reliable I was, I was the best he had. That was what he had said. Anyway, I deserved that little portion of profit. 
He got out of the car and took a deep breath. He went round the car, opened my door and said, You are making me feel randy with the damn jacket. Take it out once and for all. He ordered Sidious. I took it out. Of course I did. If I was a smart girl, I wouldn't. I would take advantage of him. But he seemed so upset and sincere that I did it. I gave the jacket to him. He took it and went back to his side. He threw it on the back seat, sat down and started the car again. Thanks, he said, getting over the suffocation. I was looking to the other side, not to let him see me smiling. After all, I still had my charm. Oh, I was a price idiot and gave him the deeds back without any resistance. At the end, he felt randy with everything. He should be used to. Why was it going to make him feel so much anguish? I looked at him. I stared at him. I stared right at him. He stopped the car again. Okay, he said, stretching his arm to the back seat. He took the jacket and threw it to me. I don't know why I said anything. It wasn't that important. 